Okay, we talk about Abraham. He knew God intimately, personally. That's why he has tremendous faith in God. So in order for us to have faith, this is also what we need to do, to learn to cultivate intimacy. Not just talking to God, but hearing God, receiving from God, so that we can have the kind of faith that Abraham had. This morning I want to share with us here that knowing who am I through knowing God. So if we do not know God, there is no way that you can truly know who you are. You know, you may have a partial understanding of who you are through the experiences that you have, through how people respond or treat you. So from those experiences, you begin to form an image about yourself. And also from your personal experience. Maybe you have been successful, so you feel good about yourself. Maybe you have been a failure, so you feel really bad about yourself. So all these experiences, all these facts that we have gone through speaks to us about who we are. So without God, you base your knowledge of yourself through your experience, through your relationship with others, through your circumstances, so you begin to form that self-image about yourself. But those are limited. You see, but God really, really knows us. He created us. He knows the gifting that He has placed inside us. He knows the potential. He knows who we are. He knows our value. So if you do not know Him, there's no way you can truly appreciate and know who you are, right? So without a true knowledge of yourself, you can't live out that life. You can only live out the life that you perceive you are. You can live out the life based on your self-image. So if you feel good about yourself, maybe you will have better performance and, and effectiveness in your life. But when you feel bad about yourself, you know, most of the time, your performance are below par. You, you know, you cannot rise above that perception that you have. Because once you face difficulties, immediately you think that, oh, I'm, I'm too weak, I'm no good. So you don't fight. You don't rise and break through above that. You live to the, the self-image that you have. Uh, so we can never, never truly know who we are until we know God. Okay, so when I say we know God, it doesn't mean that we know about God. Because a lot of us, we know about God. We have a lot of knowledge in our head, even Christians. You know, we, we know, oh, we are a child of God, but what does that mean? How do you live if you are sons and daughters of God? When you really evaluate your life, you see that you live exactly like those who do not know God. So what's the difference? What's so special about you saying, oh, I know God, you know, I know Jesus. What's so special? Nothing. Because you live exactly like those who do not know God. So what does it mean, you know, when, when we say we, we know God? 
You see, when you truly know God, when you truly know that God is almighty and He is your Father, He is your God, you can't be living just like anyone else. When you know you are sons of God, you can't, you just can't be living like someone else. So there's no way, no way we can know who we are unless we really know, know God. Okay, so the Word of God, our young people are learning during this week. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's so important that we truly know who we are, the one that God says about us, so that we can live out that, that life. Okay, let's look, continue to look at the story of Abraham. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 11 and verse 12. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So, you look at Abraham, or Abram. If he based his knowledge of who he is on circumstances, on facts, he will never become Abraham. He will never become the father of nations. Because when he look at himself, the word is clear. He has gone past the age of being able to produce children. Sarah, his wife, is confirmed to be a woman who is barren, who cannot produce children. So if you base your knowledge of yourself on facts, on what you can see, on what your experiences is, what is the conclusion? The conclusion is you cannot have children. The conclusion is, you know, even though God has given me that great promises, but it's not possible. It's too late. It's too late. The opportunity for producing children is gone. It's too late. So can you see facts? If you base the facts to, to know who you are, base your, your knowledge of yourself through experiences in the past, it limits you. It limits you. It limits Abraham or Abram. He would say, no, I cannot have children. You know, I cannot do this. I cannot have that. You see, it limits you. So that's why a lot of us, even though we are Christian, even though we're hearing the Word of God, but a lot of us, we did not mix it with faith. So we are still living a very limited life. We are still basing on our own strength, basing it on our ability to live our life. So that's why we live like everyone else. We have not had faith in the Word of God. Do you know something about facts? Facts can change. Truth never changes. Truth is eternal. It never changes. 
What God has spoken to Abraham that you are going to have son. That is true. It doesn't change. Even though Abraham could be 99 or 199, it doesn't change. Because it's true. God will bring it to pass. You know, uh, in uh, the 19... uh, Before 1954, before 1954, every ethnic who run the race, they can never break through running one mile within four minutes. Okay, they try for years and years and years. Men cannot run one mile in less than four minutes. So because of those experiences, everyone has formed the conclusion that that is the limit of the human body. No matter how hard we train, you know, we can never run a mile within four minutes. That's facts. That's facts. So a lot of people believe that facts. And as a result, it limits them. Nobody can break through. And it is true. For years and years, it is true. It is a fact. Nobody can break through. So Roger Bannister, in 1954, he broke the record. He ran the race, you know, and, and took less than four minutes to run a mile. You see, it was a fact that no man can run a mile in less than four minutes. But once he broke through the record, immediately, very soon, other people begin to break this limit and they find that, wow, men can run a mile in less than four minutes. You see, they change the facts. You see, facts can be changed. But truth will always be the same. Truth is eternal. It's from God. So we realize facts. You know, we have been to bad experiences. We have uh, maybe difficult upbringing, uh, that uh, family uh, problem that we've gone through or whatever. You see, those are facts. Those are facts. But facts can be changed. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give us truth so that the truth will set us free from those facts. And that's why there's no way, no way you can truly know who you are unless you know God. Unless you have the truth. And then you begin to realize, hey, what I thought is impossible become possible with God. You see, so Roger Bannister changed the whole scenario of how fast people can run. And in America today, more than 500 people has broke the, re- the four-minute mile record. More. But before that, nobody can break through. You see? Because we believe in effects. That mental block limits us, stops us from breaking through. But once somebody did it, we realize, hey, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. And because of that change of mindset and change of perception, it brings about result. The same thing about God. You see, you base your knowledge of who you are on your past experiences. And that's how you have been living your life. But now if you were to receive Christ, you were to receive Jesus as your Savior, personal Savior, 
And, and, and you begin to hear what God says about you, who you are. When your perception change, your life change, your effectiveness change, your productivity change, you know, facts can be changed, but truth is eternal. Okay, so that's how Abram become Abraham, because he believed God, because he believed the truth, and the truth set him free to be Abraham rather than just Abram. So truth set us free to be who we can be. Truth set us free to be who we can be. And we know that truth comes from the word of God, what God said. And we learned last week, Abraham knew God. He knew what God is saying. He was receiving the truth and he believed it. Okay, so uh, that's why he became Abraham, the fathers of, of nation. So the important thing is truth must be mixed with faith to be effective. Truth in itself will not be effective, even though it's true. But until you mix it with faith, that's why the word of God that we read just now, by faith, Abraham believed. Okay, by faith, Abraham believed. Okay, so Abraham, even if he had heard from God, but if he did not mix it with faith, he still cannot be a father of nations. It will just be truth there. Okay, so we must mix it with faith in order for it to, to be effective. Uh, in fact, the Bible in Hebrews, you do not need to turn to it. Hebrews if you want to write it down. Uh, chapter 4, verse, verse 1 and 2. You know, it says, for us to enter into the promises of God, uh, we, we have to combine it with faith. With faith. So a lot of us, we... We, we are still living our life based on facts, even though we are Christian, even though we have the truth, but we still based on facts. You know, I know some people in our, our, our church, they, they need healing. And they have prayed. And they have asked people to pray for them. And it, they, they don't seem to get healed. Not yet. But because of the facts that they are not healed at this moment, they start to give up seeking God. They, they, they begin to form the, 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 the feeling that it doesn't really matter whether you pray or not pray. It's also the same. You come to church, you seek God, it's also the same. You see, when they believe in Jesus, they believe Jesus can heal them. While well, they are seeking God earnestly, they have sense of fire in them. They are expecting God to heal them. But very soon, they begin to base their, their, their life on facts because at this moment, they have not been healed yet. And they form the conclusion that it's not going to happen. And they start sort of cooling down. Now they just become religious, just come to church. You see, these are Christians who live their life based on facts rather than based on truth. But when we mix truth with faith, we will continue to believe God is my healer. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Or I have been healed. So I continue to seek, to believe God for my healing. I continue to seek after God. I continue to draw near to God. I do not base it on facts. I base it on truth. 
And that's why the Bible tells us Abram and the sons of Abraham, when they die, they have not even received the promises yet. But you see, their life is different. They're not living like anyone else. Their life is different. They're pursuing after God. They're pursuing after the city that God is going to give them. So they believe. And they continue to move forward, continue to seek God, even though they don't see it. These are people who live by faith, not by sight, not by facts. But many of us, we, we live by, by, by sight, by facts. And so we, we sort of settle down, okay, this is just, well, you know, we're so skeptical. Talking about healing, we're so skeptical. Talking about revival, we're so skeptical because we don't see it. But are we seeking? Are we continuing to pursue God? Are we living by faith? Or have we just lived by facts? The Bible says, if, if anything that is not of faith is sin. So a lot of us, we say, oh, now you know, I'm a Christian, I don't sin. But we're sinning every day because we don't believe God. We don't believe what God says. Let's be real. Let's be real. We got to start all over again and mix the truth with faith. Even though we don't see, we continue to pursue, we continue to believe. So Abraham, he believed God. Even though he has gone past the opportunity, naturally speaking, but he continued to trust God. So truth is eternal. Truth doesn't change with time. So living by faith is living in the truth of God. What does the Word of God tell us about us? John 1, verse 12. Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. Yet to all who receive Him, to those who believe in His name, he gave the right to become children of God for all who receive Him to those who believe. So this morning, if you believe God, you receive Jesus into your life, then God say, I give you the authority to be called children of God. So you see that whatever God says, about us. He gives us authority to become. He gives us a power to become. Whatever He says. You see, we are not trying to, trying to force ourselves to believe you know, the, the impossible thing that God said about us. It's not. When you believe what God says, He gives you the faith. He gives you the authority. He gives you the power to become. So He's not struggling to believe. Is entering into the rest of God when we believe in the truth. So it's the lies of the devil to tell us we, it cannot be done, that we are not this, we are not that. If whatever God says, He gives you the authority. Anything else is a lie. It's whether you want to believe it or not. So if you are hearing all those other voices, negative voices, it's from the devil, right? It's from the devil. This morning, God said we are His children. And He has given us authority to become His children. So we can live the life that He wants us to live, right? But it's very important that we realize, once God has spoken, the enemies will want to come and steal that word from you. So 
the enemies who want to steal what God has given to you. Because if you have lived that life, you're going to be so powerful and you will crush his, his, his kingdom. You know, you will crush the, the darkness and, and, and shine forth as light. So the enemies want to steal. You know, that happens to Jesus. You know, Jesus was baptized in water and, and, and a voice from heaven uh, spoke to him and said, This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. See, this is the word of God. This is the truth coming to Jesus. You are my son in whom I am well pleased. Please. Okay, so God is speaking and telling us who we are. But what happened? What happened next? If we, if we look at Matthew 4, verse 1. Then, uh, 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 verse 3, let's jump to verse 3. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell uh, these stones to become bread. So you see, the tempter, the devil will come and he will say to you, If you are the Son of God, turn this stone into bread. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. Give me the facts that you are the Son of God. Remember, we are not to live by facts. We are to live by faith. Because facts can change. Change by truth. Okay, so this will always happen. Whatever, whenever God speaks to you, there will be another voice that will tell you different. And then you have to decide whether you are going to live by faith or live by facts. What's the facts? The facts is Jesus is so weak after 40 days of fasting. The facts is Jesus is so hungry. The facts is Jesus doesn't feel at all like the Son of God. He doesn't feel it. In fact, he feels very, 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 very human in his weakness. That's the facts. But the truth is, God says, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's the truth. That's why God has spoken. So Jesus has to decide whether he's going to live by facts or whether he's going to live by faith in the word of God. So when you're going through those weakness and those difficult times, what do you believe? Do you believe the word of God the truth, or do you believe your feeling, your experience, your facts? You have a choice. You've got to decide. Even as Christian, don't assume that I'm, I, I have faith because I'm a Christian. No. You've got a choice. You know, Jesus responds to Satan. He said, we have to believe every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus decided he will believe in the truth. He will believe in the word of God. What God says, rather than what he's feeling, what his experience is telling him. He's holding on to the word of God that he's the son of God and he will obey what the Father says. Faith mixed into the truth, the word of God brings about the result. Immediately, nothing changed, but the result came. The healing 
came out of Jesus. The raising of the dead came out of Jesus. The walking on water. The revelation begins to flow because Jesus was living as the Son of God. Miracles take place. So we can see that to have faith, uh, to have truth is not enough. We need to mix it with faith uh, to, in order to believe. So God, the Word of God tells us that we are sons of God. He has given us authority to be sons of God. So begins to take this word and begins to, to think, begins to, to, to ask God, what does it mean to live as sons of God? And begins to live that life because that's who you are. Right? Miracles will take place, it will, will come from us because we are sons of God. When we lay hands on sick, healing will take place. And we've got to start believing that to live the, the, the life of the Son of God. And there's another thing that God says about us besides being children of God. How we live our life. First Peter 2 verse 9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of Him who call you out of darkness into His wonderful light. So God says that we are His royal priesthood. What does it mean? It's not a title. It's not for something you say, oh, I'm a royal priesthood. But how do we live out this life? That's faith. Mixing truth with faith. How do I live a royal priesthood lifestyle? That's mixing the truth with faith. What does it mean to live as a royal priesthood? The first thing we understand is we as a priest can come into the presence of God. The second thing we understand is we represent God before Him to the people. That's royal priesthood. Okay, so when we come before God as a priest, that means, hey, Heaven is open to us. The throne of God is open to us. God hears us. God meets our needs. God supplies all that we need. That's what it means to be a royal priesthood. Royal. We're receiving from God. We're entering into His presence. He's hearing us. And therefore, we can represent Him before men. Because now we have received. Otherwise, how do we represent Him? By our own strength, by our own power? No. So if I'm a royal priesthood, that means I will always come before His presence. Because I know that's my privilege. I will be seeking Him. Some of us, we don't come. Prayer meeting, we don't come. We don't want to spend time in His presence because, well, I'm royal priesthood. It's just a name. It's just a title. It's just something you talk. But it's, it doesn't mix with faith. If you believe when you come before God, you're receiving from God, would you come? Sure you would. But if you don't come, it proves that you don't believe. Right? I'm not saying you, you need to come to a prayer meeting to, 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 to receive from God. But the thing is, to come before God, do you come before God? Or are you depending on yourself? So when we receive from Him, now we can represent Him. Because we receive what He has given to us, and therefore we can. Give it to others. 
So a royal priesthood doesn't live a life to ourselves and say, oh God, is so good, he's so close to me. I got this revelation, I got goosebumps, I got all these things. That's not royal priesthood. Royal priesthood is say, now, how can I serve Jesus before the people? How can I declare, declare His praises? How can I minister? Where are the sick people? Where are those who are in need? You know, where are the newcomers? You know, I need to welcome them. I need to share the love of God with them. That's royal priesthood. Because we are to declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That means we are shining forth His light in a dark world. That's what royal priests are called to do. To declare doesn't mean to just sing and, and, and talk. It means to demonstrate. Demonstrate who we are. Demonstrate what we have received from God. So we've been in the presence of God. Now we demonstrate the presence of God, the healing of God, the abundance of God, the victory of God, You know the answers. We demonstrate it. To those who are in darkness. That's what royal priesthood is. Declare the praises of him. Okay, so we are royal priesthood. That's what God says about us. So the truth got to mix the faith to bring about effectiveness. Okay, uh, so when we, we have the truth, Truth will always be tested. So you got to hold on to the truth. Right? You got to hold on to the truth in John 8, 31, 32. How do you know you have the truth? Is it because you know how to quote the scripture? You know, there are scholars who know how to memorize all the scriptures, but they are good for nothing else. Do they have the truth? No. See, truth is not something for you to quote. Truth is for you to live out because the truth will set you free. The truth is when you are actually trying to live out what the truth said, what the word says, then you know the truth. Okay? It's not memorization. It's not knowing in your head. But rather, when you are putting it into practice, when God says, you lay hand on the sick, the sick will be healed. So we start laying hands. Maybe the first 100 all die. But you still believe. Because it's the truth. Truth doesn't change with time. Truth doesn't change with you. Truth is God. Jesus is the truth. It's eternal. It doesn't change. So we continue to live. But after the 99 that you pray for and die, do you give up? Do you say, well, well. Yes, that means you don't know the truth. That means you don't know the truth. Because if you know the truth, you continue to pray for the 100, you continue to pray for the 199, even though they all die. You continue, because tr- you, you, you hold on to the truth. Listen to what Jesus said. In, in John 8, 31, to the Jews, who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Okay, the the, the Chinese one, 
He said, you always obey my word. The truth. Wow, that's good. The English person said, you hold on to my teaching. Hold on. That means when you are practicing the truth, living the truth, you face opposition, you face unforeseen result. You didn't expect to fail, but you failed. Okay, so when you face that kind of situation, you hold on. You hold on. You continue to believe. You don't believe the facts now. That prayer doesn't make any difference because 99 has died after my prayer. No, you hold on to truth. When I lay hands on the sick, the sick will be healed. Okay, that's what the Word of God says. You continue to believe. Because you're believing the truth. You're not believing facts. Facts can change. So when you practice the truth, you will always face persecution. You will face opposition. You have to hold on. Hold on. Okay, so how do we know we got the truth? When we are practicing it. Practicing it. Then you realize it's true. You know, after you pray for 999 the 1,000, the number 1,000 got healed. Because it's the truth. Because the Word of God says so, it will happen. So when we have the truth, that means we never give up. We never give up. Right? We continue to pursue, we continue to seek, we continue to fulfill uh, uh, the truth. So that's why Hebrews eleven thirteen, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted they were aliens and strangers on earth. Okay, so you see, these are men of faith. Don't you ever say to people, oh, you did not receive because you have no faith. Right? We continue to grow in our faith. At this moment, we have not received. Sometimes we don't know why. The time has not come. But we believe. So all these great men of faith, they, when they died, they did not receive what, they, what was promised them. And they continue to believe. That's faith. And that's what we need to. You know, when we don't see the result, we continue to believe. When we don't see the result, we continue to believe. We continue to do the, what we need to do. Continue to seek after what God said. So in this case, if it's healing, we continue to believe, God, you are the healer. God, you are the one who heals. And, and we, we heal this person in Jesus' name. We continue to believe. The truth comes to us like a seed. You know? The, the sower went out to sow the seed. The seed is the word of God. So, the Word of God, the truth comes to us as a seed. A seed needs to be nurtured in order to grow and produce fruit. It takes time. It takes time. But it's growing all the time if you nurture it. And eventually, the fruits will come. And then faith is also a seed. Master seed, faith. Right? So, faith and the truth got to be nurtured in order to eventually bring about result. Okay? So we continue to declare what is true, what is uh, continue to practice, continue to pursue after. 
until eventually the result will come. But we continue, right? So when we nurture it, we grow it, it will bring us result. And you know, with Abraham, Abraham did not have just one child. After Isaac was born, after he moved on in faith, he has other children. <laughs> 99 years old, he already said, I cannot already, too old already. When he's 120, well, he feels different because he's broke through. Right? He has other children. After Sarah died, you know, go and read your Bible. Of course, I know the women don't like to read that. Okay, but it's true. He has other children. The result is, is multiplied by thousands of times. Remember the word of God said, out of this one man, you know, his descendant is like sand on the seashore, like the stars in the sky. Can you see the, the, the effect? When faith is mixed, the truth is mixed into faith, you see the result. But when you depend on yourself, that's it. You live on faith, facts. Your result is based on facts. Can you see the, the effectiveness of the result? It's so, so big compared with depending on facts, depending on yourself. So this morning, that's the word that I want to leave with the young people, but also to everyone. You can never know who you are until you really know God. Let's all stand.